Alrighty, and as promised, this is a bonus episode of the Spandex Planet podcast. We're going to be diving into Money in the Bank, um, fresh out of Money in the Bank. And, uh, you know, all things considered, I'll start off by saying, not too bad. I, I mean, it's not my favorite way for a uh, pay-per-view or network event to occur uh, with no crowd um, or no no audience. And, you know, I think these WWE pay-per-views that are not a part of the, the big four, the, right, the Royal Rumbles, the Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania are, are never like or at least the majority of the time, they're not like standout shows. I mean, there's the odd one that does stand out. And I mean, the first one that comes to mind when I think of one that stands out is Money in the Bank from uh, 2011, where CM Punk was on his way out and beat uh, Cena for the title. That was really like an exceptional kind of like random show. Um, But I do think Money in the Bank does bring a level of excitement. Um, I'm not a huge fan of naming entire shows after one match, but I think if you're going to do that with any show, it makes sense to do it for this show. Um, and, uh, I mean, if nothing else, at least a lot of the time we get some, some cool ladder matches out of it. Now I am, I, I really have a, a mixed opinion on this stuff because I, I do, I do believe that maybe WWE should have thought about some kind of uh, an off season, even though I know it's like, well, when do you come back and and how do we know? And what if this lasts the whole year? Do we just not have any shows for a year? I don't know. I don't have the answers, right? I'm just watching. But the idea of having like multiple pay-per-views without a crowd, just man, that, that, uh, that bums me out a little bit as a fan. I know the whole world's in a weird spot and it's definitely a first world problem, but it is what it is, man. Like I, I enjoy pay-per-views and network events or whatever you call them now, um, in the traditional sense. So not having WrestleMania was already the worst of the worst or having WrestleMania, but not with a crowd, uh, at the performance center. Oh my God. That, that was the worst of the worst. And, uh, it can't get much worse, much worse than that. So I'm, uh, you know, I wasn't terribly like disappointed that money in the bank didn't have a crowd in comparison, but also I'm like, dude, how are you going to do this without a crowd? It just takes away so much. And if nothing else, they get some additional brownie points for being creative because, you kind of have to be. Um, and this was a match where if you're going to be creative, I think what they did with the, uh, running through the, um, the WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Yes. It's extremely silly. And when I first heard it, I'm like, my God. Um, but it's unique and creative and whatever, man, it's on the network networks, nine 99. You get this pay-per-view included. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's, it's some entertainment to watch. And I'll say it's a big weekend too, because UFC came back uh, for the first time in a few months without a crowd and had an absolutely unbelievable card. Um, and I could talk about that for hours too, but this is not a uh, MMA podcast, so we won't. Um, so this is kind of how this is going to work. Um, what I'll do is I'll kind of break it down match by match, uh, and then I will give my letter grade for what I felt like that match um, was, A through F, just like school. Uh, and, uh, that'll be that. And then I'll grade the show as a whole. And really this is just a review and kind of a recap, uh, and just my thoughts. 
one of the biggest standout things here, other than some stuff we'll get into later, was that uh, Backlash is the next pay-per-view. So I always love when, it, when a, a traditionally, I guess it's not traditional, but to me it is, because, you know, growing up, the pay-per-views were, you know, Backlash, No Mercy, Vengeance, the Attitude Era shows. And so whenever a show like that comes back, I'm always excited. Um, I know, I don't even remember when the last Backlash was. Maybe it was like 2017. I could be off on that, so don't quote me. But, man, I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to see another show without a crowd. And it is what it is, man. Business just moves forward and they just keep doing it. So let's dive into what we're here today to speak of. And that is Money in the Bank 2020. So we started things off on the kickoff show. It was just so funny to have a kickoff show. I don't know. The whole thing's kind of funny, but whatever. And it's uh, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. And you know, for a kickoff match, uh, not that I think kickoff matches are always bad, but a lot of time, I mean, they're just kind of short, random little matches that um, are kind of there just to get some folks on a show, and, and maybe they aren't of the highest quality, but I I, uh, I thought this was really good. Um, wouldn't really expect any less. Jeff Hardy generally puts on a great performance. Cesaro is pretty much 100% uh, guaranteed to put on a good performance, so um, they, they played a great like high flyer versus uh, you know power guy uh, psychology, um, and I liked it. Honestly, it was, it was a great match. It held my attention even without a crowd. And so, um, I'm going to give that one a B. Uh, I, it wasn't the best match I've ever seen, but for what it was, like I thought that it was, it was honestly very well done and they both did a great job. And I think a B is a really fair score for that one. So, uh, next we open the show. So show opens, goes over what the money in the bank match will look like with both shows, or with both matches going at the same time for the men's and the women's portion of things. Um, and we open with a uh, four-way tag team match. So we have the New Day versus the Forgotten Sons versus Miz and Morrison versus Lucha House Party. Uh, these matches are really hit or miss. So I, I honestly really enjoy every single person in this match, uh, even the Forgotten Sons. I, I, I their, uh, their gimmick may not be my thing, but I... I I don't mind watching them uh, wrestle. So I, I was expecting it to be good, uh, but these matches can be kind of a cluster. And, you know, it was kind of thrown in there, and, and a lot of this stuff was. But uh, it was surprising to me, man. It, it, it really held my attention, and, and, and the Jeff Hardy-Cesaro match kicked things off nicely. But during this match, I really kind of forgot there wasn't a crowd a few times. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. And they're in their performance center, uh, which I think is a, a testament to that match, especially with somebody like myself who is very clearly ADHD-ridden and has a hard time focusing on, on a lot of things. But really, really good stuff. Overall, I mean, I think... It was not perfect, um, but it was far better than I thought. So with that being said, I I think I'll give this one a B also, um, which, you know, for an opening match on a, on a pandemic <laughs> network event with no crowd, I, I think that's that's a that's a really fair score. It wasn't, you know, mind blowing, but it was good. It, it, it held my attention. It was fast paced and, and entertaining. And that's what else can you ask for? Right. So New Day retains the titles on that one. And uh, 
it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, then we move on and we have a match that I thought was going to be on the kickoff show where they have R-Truth come down and MVP. And I, I honestly don't want to waste a lot of time, especially because this didn't even take a lot of time. But basically Lashley replaces MVP, beats R-Truth really quickly, kind of still planting those seeds for Lashley, MVP, uh, to be a part of MVP's like uh, whatever he calls his group, the VIP lounge or that's his show. I don't know what he calls his group. Um it was not, it was pointless. I, I will never be a fan of a squash match on a uh, pay-per-view or network event. Um, I do think that this served a purpose, but not a purpose that needed to be on this show. This is something that should happen on, on raw, you know? Um, so uh, I give this an F just because it just didn't need to be there and it was pointless. And if the show didn't have that on there, I don't think anybody would care. So, uh, that is my just very, uh, candid opinion on that one. So then we move on to the SmackDown women's title and we have Bailey versus Tamina. Um, you know, we get some Sasha interference that, that allows Bailey to retain the title. And this is when I start kind of going in and out and it's not because it's, it's a, it's a women's match. You know, I, I, there have been some, um, extremely, extremely entertaining matches with Bailey um, and with Sasha that, that totally keep my attention and keep me going. But there's just something about Tamina that I find very boring. I don't think she's bad. I just, she's not my, my cup of tea. So you, you combine them in a match and I, you know, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. And to me, um, I would give that one a C minus. Um, so I guess I don't know why <laughs> the C minus, but that's what my heart says. So C minus on that one, not missing a lot is what it is. Uh, then we move on to uh, Braun Strowman, who's the Universal Champion, if you forgot, versus Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse character. And uh, this one may be controversial for some, uh, for well, my rating might be. I think a lot of people really liked this match, and there were parts of it that I liked. Um, but overall, I just, I cannot get into Braun Strowman as the champion, and I don't know what it is. Um and I think the, I don't know what it is, man. I, I, I get why people would like it. And, and I think they, they kept true to, you know, the storylines and having Braun, you know, with the black sheet mask and whatever, but I just wasn't like that into it. And, you know, it was fine for what it was. And, you know, maybe I need to rewatch it, but what, I mean, to me, that's a C. Um, it wasn't awful, and I could see what they're doing, and I can see why people really enjoy it and maybe would score it higher than that. But to me, it's just a C. Like, I'm not I'm not that into it. Um, maybe I will be. Maybe they'll, they'll loot me. That happens sometimes. Sometimes I'm not initially into something, and they, they grab me later on. So take that for what you will. It's a C. Um, but then we move on uh, to Drew McIntyre putting his WWE Championship on the line versus Seth Rollins, who has some new music uh, that's a little more fitting to his uh, Monday Night Messiah character. And um, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. I mean, Seth is somebody for me who, when he's like a, a face, I I appreciate how good he is because he is an incredible professional wrestler, but I... I just like, he bores me to tears sometimes as a face and, and as a heel, he all, I just, I get sucked back in. I just feel like he's more of a heel. Uh, and he plays that part well. And I love, uh, the direction that is his character's going here with his disciples. 
Um, and, and Drew, honestly, this is the best Drew has looked in his career since he's, he's come back. I, I really enjoy watching him. They had a wonderful match. Um, I think you could give this one an A for sure. Um, and I don't know what would have made it an A for me. Um, because it was good. It was really good, but it wasn't like to get an A for me. I, it has to be something where I'm like, that was, um, one of the better matches that I've seen this year. Right. Or it did something really unique and special and, and it, it didn't, um, it was a great match though. And so for that, I mean, I'll give it a B as well. Uh, maybe a B plus, you know, I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, not quite an A, but still, um, probably no, definitely the best match on, on the card so far. So let's, let's go B plus on that one. Uh, then the moment we've all been waiting for, we move on to the money in the bank pre-taped, uh, through the performance center. So first we get some shots of, uh, like Lacey Evans and I believe maybe Carmella or Tim. No, Tim is not in that match. Who was even in that match? Oh, Shayna and Nia Jax. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, where's Asuka? And then, you know, she does the, the, the crossbody gimmick, uh, brother, off the uh, the uh, top of the, like, whatever, the banister or whatever. And the only thing I was thinking this whole time, I'm like, wait, Becky's not on this show. Like, that's really weird. Like, I wonder what she's doing. Uh, and we'll get into that later. But uh, so, you know, they start things off, and then the guys are in the, the, the gym, which whenever I see that WWF gym, I think of uh, Tough Enough. Uh, the first season, maybe even the second season. I just remember in the first season, there was like a lot of footage of them in there um, working out. And then there's like a lot of like Stephanie McMahon talking to some of the girls on that show. So that's what I always think of. So I get some good nostalgic memories from that. And uh, I just love, uh, you know, Aleister Black and Otis and uh, Rey Mysterio and King Corbin and all of them. Uh, you know, they're, they're getting ready to go and kind of walk and making an entrance through the hallway and it's silly and supposed to be silly, I guess. And then Daniel Bryan comes in and uh, he cracks me up because he, he is not one that can uh, have a poker face when something's like really stupid. And, uh, you could tell here he was, you know, a lot of laughing, but then they, they, you know, they start going at it and I mean, it was definitely creative. It was reminiscent of something that you maybe would have seen in the Attitude Era. I, I the the um, Steve Austin Booker T in a grocery store thing definitely uh, makes me think of that. Um, and there was some funny stuff in there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they were definitely not taking it seriously, um, which is probably a good move, just because it's and they had some random like John Laurinaitis and Doink the Clown and just really weird like cameos. Um, they, they tease like AJ Styles being afraid of like the undertaker room, which I guess they have in the headquarters, which is, I I guess that's further developing. Maybe there's going to be a rematch down the line here when there's a crowd again. And I don't know. Um, I'm still kind of like weird that AJ's just unburied and not a zombie and not dead and just back after a couple weeks, but is what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever they battle up and down Dana Brooke thinks she's won the title. We have a weird cut in with Stephanie McMahon, like Dana, this is the conference room for money in the bank. This isn't the actual money in the bank briefcase. And she's like very clearly not there. Um, the background is even a little different. It was just weird editing. I don't know if that was on purpose or, or what. Um, and then she gets a, a sign or a poster picture frame slammed 
over her head and she kind of wears it for a while, which was sort of funny. Uh, there's like a spot in the uh, HQ where they have like ring ropes set up and Daniel Bryan ties someone up in it and is, is doing the yes kicks. And it was funny. Otis is doing the, the yes things with them. like, there's some funny stuff in there. Just like silly. Um, and then, you know, they get up to the top, uh, eventually, which I thought honestly uh, quicker than I thought. I thought that it might take a very, very long time to get through, uh, up to the top level. But I mean, it took a while, but it wasn't like, I thought we were going to literally get like an hour of that, which I'm happy we didn't. I don't know what the, what it clocked in at, but it was certainly not an hour. Um, we get up top and it, a lot of the, the girls are going after it. Uh, Asuka gets to the top and, and she's trying to pull it. And for some reason, Baron Corbin like tries to get her not to, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, I don't know why he, like what that was about or what. And then I'm like, Oh, is this only like one person can win the whole thing? But then it's like, no, there's a guys and a girls and I, it, it was kind of confusing, but anyway, she kicks, she slaps him and kicks him and he falls off and then she grabs it. So she's money in the bank winner for the females. And then, uh, we get (laughs) Baron Corbin committing murder and throwing Alistair Black uh, and Rey Mysterio off the roof. And uh, that was actually kind of funny. Uh, it seemed like something off of like some weird like sitcom or something. And they just fly off and hit the ground. I don't know. Or hit like a different level of the building. I don't know. They were back the next night on Ross. That must have not been too bad. Um, and then uh, it ends with AJ and Corbin up on the top. Uh, and... At the end of the day, the briefcase falls. Otis catches it. Otis is money in the bank winner. And I'm not surprised. The match was silly. So it makes sense that kind of a little bit of a comedic relief character would win. Otis has been getting a, a pretty big push since this whole pandemic started. You can read on the dirt sheets that Vince McMahon is a big fan. I mean, he's, I don't know, say what you will about him in the ring, but he, you know, and he's fine. Like, I don't think he's anything special, but he's fine. Um, entertaining though. Very entertaining. A lot of charisma. So, you know, I guess that's cool. Do I see him as a credible, like, universal champion? I mean, whatever. Who cares? It's wrestling. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, he probably will be. Uh, it'll just be really hard to put him in any sort of, like, serious, um, like, serious, uh, like, feud. That's the thing. Like, Kofi Kingston does kind of a, 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 uh, comedic relief type type character now with new day but when he won the title like it was really believable and easy to make that more serious and for him not to like lose his character and with otis i don't i don't know if that's possible maybe it is maybe i'm wrong um but he's he wins money in the bank so man my thoughts on this match you know you have to do something creative no one wants to just watch another full fucking show in in the performance center with no crowd in especially a money in the bank ladder match. So I guess I don't blame them for, for doing it this way. Um, it was fine. Maybe a little too comedic and silly and pointless. Um, but for what it was like, I, I would give it a C like, I think it's fine. Like I, I'll never watch it again, but it, you know, at the time I was kind of entertained and curious as to see where they were going. And you know, it was probably, it seemed like a little bit of an easier, uh, night for some of those guys not having to work like a big crazy ladder match. So that's kind of my overall thoughts. Overall thoughts on the show. Got a couple of B's, uh, mostly C's, and then uh, there is an F in there. So 
I think, you know, the final rating for the show overall would probably be a high C, maybe like a C, high C, the orange kind, uh, maybe like a C plus. Um, not terrible. I think I, I want to, I want to give it bonus points because it wasn't like eight hours long. Um, it was only a couple hours, which I really appreciated. It was really easy to watch. I didn't feel like my whole night was being taken up with like a ton of stuff and, it was, it kept my attention cause it was shorter. Uh, and I read that that's kind of the direction they want to go while there's no crowd. And I think that's a wonderful idea and I hope they do that. Um, so yeah, overall, man, I mean, for money in the bank, first off, I'm coming off a crazy UFC 249 card that would just like blue, like was unbelievable. And then watching this a little underwhelming, but overall I was more impressed with this than WrestleMania. I think, um, uh, maybe it's just cause I'm more used to it now, but it was, it was good. Um, for, for what it was, you know, it wasn't a D or an F show. It was definitely at least a C plus. Um, so that's kind of the, the recap of money in the bank, you know, and earlier I, I alluded to, uh, Becky not being around and we found out on raw the next night. Uh, it's because she's pregnant. The man is now the mom. Uh, so her and, uh, Seth Rollins expecting, uh, that's great. It seems like maybe she's done, uh, uh just going to be a mom. I don't know who time will tell. Um, but that's, that's pretty cool. She relinquishes the title and says, Hey, you know, mind the bank was for the women's title. Here you go, Oscar. So pretty cool. If that's the last time we see Becky, man, she had a fantastic run. Um, really was somebody who, I mean, to be honest, I could get into that, uh, in a fantasy booking segment on, on the regular show, but they, you know, they really like, she's, she was getting like stone cold Steve Austin levels. Uh, but the, like the female version is, is really like the way I saw it going. The man stuff like really took off. It was crazy hot. And then they just kind of let it fizzle out a little bit as they do. And it was a bummer. And then by the time it paid off at WrestleMania, like a lot of the steam was gone. Like it was still cool. She was still popular, but it sort of faded and that's a bummer. Um, but you know, regardless it happens, uh, she still had a fantastic run and, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's pretty cool. So thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in. I'm going to probably do these uh, anytime that there's a pay-per-view, just because it's when I record, like the schedule that I'm on to record this, it, sometimes it doesn't correlate well with a, with a um, pay-per-view card. So um, I don't mind doing these bonuses and kind of just giving a recap and a review. Thanks for listening again. Go ahead on Instagram, uh, follow our friends at Programmed for Pro Wrestling. That's Programmed, the number four, Pro Wrestling on Instagram. Really cool, nostalgic uh, pro wrestling page, updated daily. Um, and also follow us and me, <laughs> of course, on Instagram, uh, at Spandex Planet Pod. Um, just look up Spandex Planet uh, Podcast on Instagram. I'm on there. Give me a follow. I, I post every time I... Uh, update the podcast also uh on youtube we'll i'll be uh kind of posting these on youtube here in the coming weeks but there'll be more info on that soon so i hope you all enjoyed money in the bank hope you all are enjoying this uh quarantine wrestling staying safe until next time this has been spandex planet bye